And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Hello, friends, and welcome into the Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast Week 14 Ranks. Brandon Funston here. I am Chris Welsh. Find us on the Twitters at Brandon Funston for him, not me. Me, is it the Welsh? And Go follow Jake Seeley, all in kid, because today we're going to be looking at Jake's ranks that are available over at The Athletic, which if you do not have a subscription, you know what to go do. Uh, Still some deals that are floating out there, so go and sign up. But we're going to be uh, breaking down some of the core pieces of his ranks and where the differing happens. And Brandon, you will be doing some of the differing, but you have been a jet wheeling, high flying, limousine riding, whoo! Uh, traveling man uh, coming back from an athletic uh, conference. I mean, you're literally you practically could still be jet lagged. Just want to let everybody know that Brandon was doing big time stuff out in Nashville. And now you're back to talk some football with us. Yeah, I was talking some baseball, um, but football was never, you know, only only slightly on the back burner for a couple of days. Yeah. Well, you guys were um, they're like literally at the like managers meetings for the MLB. So definitely right, some exactly. MLB. Not even just like, hey, this is a cool fun meeting, but it's like you guys are there at the managers meeting. So that made it yes, bigger. Exactly. So yeah, I was out there doing that, but football never goes away. It's ever present. So um yeah, so back and ready. I'm a little bit jet lagged. I'm not gonna lie. I'm a little bit I'm a little bit haggard right now. My wife's been dealing with a cold and I almost always get sick every time I fly. So yeah. I'm actually not feeling as bad as I normally do. So we'll take it, we'll take it as a slight win. Well, then I would suggest not tuning into Thursday night football if you want to feel better. If you want to feel worse, <laughs> you could watch the Thursday night football game that's depending when you guys are listening to this, it may have already happened, but that's not the game that you want. Uh, you're gonna be tuned into this coming weekend and we're gonna talk about a whole lot of the plays, the moves you guys are going to uh, have needed to do. We talked about that in the waiver. So hopefully there's going to be some prep into this and uh, just any of the new notes, because there are a couple of interesting ones. So I'm going to throw a couple of us out here. I'm gonna, I had a Thursday note, which I'm going to ignore three pieces that definitely can have an effect on this weekend before we get into the ranks. Number one, probably the biggest conversation running around Thursday was Brandon Staley. Oh, Brandon Staley with the chart chargers head coach said that a, quote, competition for carries is going to see something that you see happening. And all that means to everybody is no longer are they saying they're going to give the same workload to Austin Eckler and they're going to open this up to Josh Kelly. Brandon Staley has made a lot of bad moves this year. This one... I, I don't know. This one seems like it would be at the tippy top. Like you, they have, I don't think they've utilized. Austin Eckler hasn't looked great, but you also haven't utilized him in the ways you probably should give him volume. And you're going up against the literal worst defense on the season uh, against stopping the run. And, you know, a fantasy standpoint, the most fantasy point scored is against the Broncos. And you're going to tell us that we're going to get less Austin Eckler this week. It's a disaster, Brandon. Yeah, I wonder how much this is just uh, motivational. Hey, we, you know, all hands on deck, just go out there and ball out and show out and all that, blah, blah, blah. But 
Um, I, you know, Austin Eckler, you probably want him to be a 14 to 15 carry guy at tops anyways. Um, but we know who Josh Kelly is and he's had an opportunity when Austin Eckler has been hurt before and he's been a, a massive dud. And the only way he really seems to work well is when he's playing kind of like that, you know, getting those backup carries and doing, you know, getting those late game carries where he, where he can kind of pad his numbers in a backup role. It seemed to be the best that he, cause he's had multiple times where Austin Eckler has been out and he's been given the opportunity. He's been terrible and failed. Uh, yeah. yeah. I don't think any one of us thinks that Josh Kelly is that good. I, I no. certainly from a, you know, who do you want in the backfield? Big, you know, the dual threat option of Austin Eckler or Josh Kelly, who is kind of just a ham and egger and doesn't bring a lot of dynamic dynamicism to the field. So I, you know, I, I think this is going to ultimately be much ado about nothing. I, I bet you it probably does do a little bit to light a fire under Austin Eckler. Um, but I feel like Austin Eckler always has a fire. And if, it, yeah, if, I if he's not too, doing well, it's more indicative of the team and not Austin Eckler. Yeah, I kind of agree with that. But I guess, but I'm also like alluding to like, you're, you're not wrong. Like, okay, hey, there's motivation, but the coach is going to have the decision. If you're talking about like, oh, there's going to be more of a competition. Austin Eckler has played nine games this year. He has had more than 15 carries. Four of those nine games he has played this year. He has not eclipsed 20 carries all season. And there are a handful of games where he has gone to 15 or less touches. So we're going to give him less. Like that's the worry. He's already been a questionable matchup recently, probably more moving to like RB two than an RB one. But like, I don't, how do you sparse this out? You hear this piece of news and it's like, yeah, sure. Austin Eckler is better with 15 carries. He's getting 15 carries right now. And if they're Mm going to take it away while you have a great matchup, I mean, is Austin Eckler someone you consider sitting this week in any capacity? He's RB 16 for me. Uh, He's he's RB 17 for Jake. So uh, I'm pretty sure that's right. So yeah, 16. Yeah. I just moved, must've moved him up at 16. So you guys both have him as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm not sure he's 100. I don't think he's been 100% healthy since, uh, you know, he he had the huge week one game, then he went out. I don't think he's been fully healthy since then. Honestly, I think when, you know, when you kind of look back at the wash of 2023, we'll find out that Eckler wasn't healthy all year long. I just you get one of those reports where it's like, oh, yeah. yeah, by the way, I played with like a torn UCL and ACL and, you know, had a broken yeah, or fibula just like and, he's yeah. had an ankle deal that just never felt right all year or something. But I guess, but these words, um, I hope they're to a lot to do about nothing, but I don't know how much less you can give him. So that's where I kind of struggle yeah. a little bit. This was a weird one. Trevor Lawrence practiced on Thursday. I guess these are all weird, but like, I thought Trevor Lawrence was done. I th- think they, this must've been the mildest high ankle sprain in the history. The guy could barely walk and he's pushing to play this week, and it looks like there is a chance, at least at that, I I ultimately think he won't, but he did practice on Thursday. So, I mean, does this give you maybe a little bit more hope on the Jaguar side if he does play? I don't think we could justify playing him this week because I think it isn't it a Monday night game? That he, no, they, it's not. It's a, it's, a normal, it's a normal early game on Sunday. Well, you tell me. Could you justify playing him no. if active? And does it? What about the pieces around him? If he really has a high ankle sprain, or even has a, just a regular ankle sprain, and you're only one week removed, you're going to Cleveland in December against Miles Garrett. That to me seems like about the worst place. You know, if you want Trevor Lawrence to just sit back in the pocket and not move around a whole lot, and kind of like you can just get by with his arm or whatever. This is not the game for that at all. So 
I, I would, if, you know, if there's any kinds of odds on this, on whether you play or not, I'd certainly be on that. He's not going to play ultimately side. Super weird one. Uh, I, yeah. I, I, I thought just, he was done too. And so, so bizarre that I saw that report that he actually practiced. Who knows what he yeah, did? You know, Aaron, yeah, we know Christian out Kirk's out, but uh, I don't yeah. know about him. Uh, and then the other one is Matt LaFleur with the Packers said that Christian Watson's hamstring, um, the return will hopefully be sooner rather than later there. It's still, being treated as this like, well, I don't know about week 14. I I'm feel very confident. He's not going to play in week 14. And I love Packers this week, specifically Jaden Reed. Yeah. If Watson were to somehow miraculously play, he's put in a great role, but it just kind of muddies what is like, I would love a couple defined guys up against the giants and thriving instead of having another guy in there. But I don't know if there's anything you read. I, I fully expect him to be out. Yeah, I think so too. And this is just a hamstring, man. He just can't, he, it, you know, it's like one step forward, two steps back with this thing, you know, and, and he's been frustrating. I have him on one team. I drafted him. I, I didn't want to draft him anywhere, but I was like, okay, everybody's, everybody's so high on Watson. I should maybe just buy a share. You know, I have him on one team and it's been such a frustrating ride. You know, he couldn't get out there early on. He came in, didn't do nothing. About the time you bench him, he gets, you know, touchdown. And now you start to feel like, okay, Things are starting to roll. He's, you know, he had a couple touchdowns last time out. And, and as soon as you start to feel like you might be able to lean on him down the stretch, it's here we are again, you know. One other, uh, we, this is, I guess I've said weird like every single time, but again, it's all, it is all odd. There is a litany of not practice players on Thursday. And I do wonder, or, you know, maybe I'm just uh, out speculating At this point of the season. Thursdays might become the new Wednesdays, you know, like guys yeah. don't practice Wednesday. We're like, I oh, don't worry about it. It's all about Friday. Thursdays, we get a little bit dicey, but this late in the season, maybe we should treat it more like Wednesdays because I mean, here are some Lamar Jackson. There was a illness. So we'll put that Rashid Shahid, Taysom Hill, all did not practice. Isaiah Pacheco, Brees Hall did not practice. Tyreek Hill, uh, Raheem Mostert, obviously, I think I admit Lamar didn't practice in there. I mean, that's uh, of the Thursday notes that I can find over on Roto World. Like, that's a that's a big group of names, none of which I think we speculated we're going to have any missed time this coming week. So maybe are, are you with me that like maybe we shouldn't read too much into Thursdays, but we should pay attention to Friday for your weekend stuff. But I, I don't know. Is there one of them that you're maybe more worried about? No, I mean, only just selfishly like a, a Raheem Mostert to have him pretty much everywhere and i need to you know i need to make sure he gets out there and plays but yeah i think you know friday is is friday is what we're looking for now i kind of don't really think that any of those guys will end up sitting so it's kind of interesting and you know the i think the biggie right now is what's going to happen in the seattle backfield if walker or charbonnet is going to be able to make it out there if not you're looking at dj dallas in an already fraught situation for the seahawks in yeah. san francisco so not the best yeah. matchup in the world that's out there Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. 
As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. All right, let's take a look at the ranks. Uh, I'll give you a quick primer on where Jake is at for Week 14. Jalen Hurts at the tippy top. Also, um, going back-to-back, Dak Prescott, so those two in the same game together. Brock Purdy comes in at 7. Justin Fields in at 8. And uh, Russell Wilson, number 10, ahead of guys like Justin Herbert. And I guess the rest aren't big. C.J. Stroud, he actually buried that. That's another one. He buried C.J. Stroud down at 14. But those are the uh, ones that you aren't picking apart here. Let's start with where you differ from Jake. And number one, sell me on this, Desmond Ritter. You've got Desmond Ritter in the teens. Jake has got him outside the 20s. I can imagine the first part of the sell pretty great passing matchup. I mean, Drake London is given one of the best cornerback wide receiver matchups. It's just Desmond Ritter struggles with not throwing at people's ankles. So how do you have him in the teens versus the twenties for Jake? Yeah, well, he's not always bad. He certainly had some seven, you know, 17 overall finishes and his three best finishes this year have all been at home. His best road game was against Tampa Bay in terms of fantasy points. So um, yeah, Tampa Bay, you can't run on them, And that's what, the Falcons want to do. So they're going to have to throw the ball. As I mentioned, uh, you know, Ritter showed out decently against the the Buccaneers uh, earlier this year. He's been pretty good at home um, overall, not, not terrible. And, you know, he faced the Buccaneers last year in week 18 and had a couple touchdown passes against him at home as well. I just think, you know, there's uh, you know, it hits about the Gardner Minshew. You start getting into the Geno at San Francisco, Jameis Winston, um, you know, against Carolina range and Ritter has been running the ball a little bit. I like the home matchup. I like what he's done at home. And I just feel like, yeah, does he have number 17 QB upside where Jake has him at 23? I feel, I feel good about it. You got Kyle Pitts going there. Drake London is, is going. They're giving Bijan Robinson the ball more and more, and they're using him in the passing game. So um, I, you know, the weapons that we all loved there are now all seem to be properly deployed in a matchup where you, you know, the advantages through the air. Yeah. And, and I, I don't know if you, I, if I just missed you say it, but like, there's a bunch of defensive injuries as well that the box are dealing with. Like, oh, they no, are, I didn't, yeah, yeah. There, there's a whole, there, there's a litany of players that they might be without, and there's just some guys that are banged up. And really all this comes down to is Ritter's execution because the matchups play well, kind of across the board. And by way, I throw out another week of Bijan Robinson under 20 yards receiving on the prop. 
Oh, that's where I, I've been back on that two straight weeks. I've been actually last week. I found this interesting stat. Not that anyone's going to care on this. This isn't a betting show, but I was talking about this last week. His receiving yard prop was 17 and a half. I was telling, let's do the alt receiving yards of 25 because no time, or let's say it differently. Every single time Bijan Robinson has cashed his receiving yard prop this season, he has gone 25 yards or more. So if he cashes it, he's going 25 or more. So I was like, let's just play the alt yards and get plus money. And did you run the alt yards number? I did. Absolutely. I did. It was 25 and it was like, plus. it was like, oh, I haven't done it this week. Uh, Last week it was plus 135, 150, something like that. And it's going to be similar because it's only one more yard this week. So the alts is going to be, it's going to be plus money. And it still applies. What I said applies. So uh, this is another one of those games. Cause you, like you said, you can't run against the bucks. So if you're going to throw it with Bijan to get him involved, that's exactly what's going to end up happening. And I'm going to play it again, Brandon. I'm going to play it again. (laughs) Well, I I like Desmond Ritter's 195 and a half passing yardage number. He had 250 at uh, Tampa in week seven. I mentioned his three home games against Houston, 329 against Washington, 307 and 237 against Green Bay. So, like, you know, he's been down the last couple of weeks, but this is a great matchup. He is at home. Um, so I like, you know, along with the Bijan one, I like that 195 and a half. For, yeah, I think it's sneaky. I think it's sneaky. I, and we're not talking about you're trying to get him in and be your starter because this is like the number one spot. But this is more a you're in a super flex. He's a guy you can get out there or B maybe you are desperate and maybe, you know, yeah. you got some bad stuff going on and you need to get someone out there. Maybe he is a guy you can put out there in this desperate situation. Um, two more you threw out here. I like these. Well, yeah, you, I don't know which one you want to talk about. I figure you dealer's choice. So you, you can, uh, let's decide. do the Mahomes one. Um, you okay. have Mahomes at one because I'm in agreement with you here and you ha- and Jake has him at four. I don't have Jalen hurts as my number one quarterback this week. I thought he played. I have, my, I have this matchup as one, two, and that, so it basically Mahomes one, Josh Allen, two. Um, because we've yes, I have the exact I have the exact same thing, and I felt weird. I'm like, am I the weirdo of not jumping on to J- Jalen Hurts in this situation? No, uh, and look at I, you can play the history card here. Th- these guys have been fireworks every time they've gotten together. The, here's another, you know, if you, we're talking the prop, the prop situation, um, two plus touchdowns from Mahomes and Allen. If you put that as a as a you know same game parlay, it's plus one thirty eight. They've played five times. And they've hit it every time. They've both thrown for no less than two touchdowns every time they've faced. So, um, so I, and I think you know <laughs> I might be playing that. I like that. Yeah. Um, and you know, and we're seeing, and you got a little banged up Isaiah Pacheco, but we know we can throw on the Bills here. Um, Kansas City, not not quite as much, but I, yeah, I just think Mahomes uh, after you know a tough loss last week. I think you know, coming out this week uh, at home, he could be in fuego. I just feel, I'm feeling the rebound from Pat Mahomes. I am with you here. And Jake is with consensus. Consensus has, uh, actually, this is an interesting one. I didn't notice this. Dak is the number one and the consensus ranks out there in the world is the number one quarterback for the week due to the Phillies matchup uh, in Philadelphia Eagles and Phillies. Yeah. I dropped um, him down. I actually dropped him down below Brock Purdy to to six on my list. See, I mean that's a big push down, but he uh, but the consensus also has Mahomes at four, 
so I'm with you on this one. I think that's a that is a good, interesting one if you're looking at where the big differences are. I will say if you're going a little bit deeper, one thing I do really like that Jake has because I'm in on this is Jake Browning came in at 16 on the list. And, you know, I got into yeah. this big thing with Bogman because Bogman was so anti Jake Browning and, and he was <laughs> I got to. You ever get that, Brandon, with your when your friend, someone is so confident that you're like, I hope the opposite happens because they won't listen. And he was so confident that the Bengals were going to lose and that Jake Browning was going to stink. And I'm like, I don't think so, man. And then they outright win and Browning looked amazing. I'm banking on it continuing. And he's one of my sleeper quarterbacks of the week against the Colts here. So Jake has got him at 16 and I'm into Browning. Yeah, I think I have him at 18, but I'm, you know, I'm Jake Browning. I'm a Washington Huskies guy still. Um, Let's go. Let's let's go and let's 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 go to the running backs because that'll lead right into my my running back and Joe Mixon, who I have at five and Jake has at fifteen. So if you yeah. want you want to talk about the top of the RB, yeah, ranks. let's give let's give yeah. the top range here. Uh, Christian McCaffrey has the greatest matchup of all time uh, with the Seahawks, so he's absolutely number one. Jake's number one. Zach Moss all the way up against the Bengals, who we're going to talk about here in a second at three. Okay. Rashad White actually doesn't have the best matchup in the world. Number five, eight. Uh, th- this is probably a big important one. Achan six, and I'm with Jake on this because the consensus ranks did not have Achan really high. Tony Pollard did make the top ten. Saquon at ten, I really like. But what you're alluding to, one of the biggest differences. This is one of the biggest differences we've seen in quite some time with you and Jake's ranks. You have Joe Mixon at five. He has him at fifteen. So you're talking locked RB one. And he's like mid RB two. So let's, and I, I think I'm going to agree with you closer on the mix inside because I'm going to have to guess this is going to also be a lot about how Jake Browning moves around. And he was his two, his, his, these were his two targets, Jamar Chase and Joe Mixon. And then his third exactly. and fourth target were Jamar Chase and Joe Mixon. And his fifth and sixth targets were Jamar <laughs> Chase and Joe Mixon. You get my point. I get your point. Absolutely. Yeah. I was just reading an article about how, uh, um, I think it was after week six, they decided to really just uh, lean in more on the on the screen game to Joe Mixon. But if you look at the last two games, I'm trying to trying to look it up here. I can't find my Joe Joe Mixon game log. There it is. But yeah, just with with Jake Browning um, at quarterback last two weeks, we've seen Mixon go over 40 uh, receiving yards in both games. In fact, like I was mentioned, they've they've kind of opened up the the screen game, and he's getting like 13 yards a screen now. I think in his last six games, he's had 11 screens, and, and he's had 140 yards on those screens. He gets other catches as well, but they have had a lot of success um, running that screenplay. And last week, seven targets to mix, and he caught six of them for 49. But the thing I like about that as well is he also had the 19 carry. So he's still as volume, you know, as much of a volume King as pretty much anybody in the league. Um, and he has six touchdowns in his last six games. I just like the matchups good against Indy. So I like the dual threat. I like the fact that he's getting, getting touchdowns on the, on the reg. And I like the matchup and look at, I mean, Zach Moss at number three, and you're going to tell, you're going to tell me it's, he's that much better of a play than Joe Mixon. I, I don't think he is. I, in fact, I think Joe Mixon's a better play than Zach Moss. What did you say the receptions are, are per game with uh, Browning? Uh, well, he's had he had six catches last week. I didn't yep. I didn't say a per game. Uh, the week before that, he had just the two catches, but for forty four yards. And then the week before that, he had five for thirty one. 
three and a half is plus money this week. And he's up to 21 yards receiving is three and a half plus money. Really? Wow. Yeah. It's plus money right now. So (laughs) let's make a little marker. (laughs) Daddy's making a note here. Okay. Yep. I'm with you. That's uh, that's actually one of my favorite things about when you and I do this show, when we get into this, (laughs) I absolutely see Brandon make notes on it and I'm doing the same thing. I'm like, you got me kind of excited about this Joe Mixon one. Yeah. And that was actually a debate I was having with someone like I'm just not into T Higgins because Browning really trusts Jamar Chase. Like the trust is yeah. there. And when he and this is how it's looked and obviously progression and stuff can change, but it's been like, I look at, I'm Browning here. I look at Jamar Chase. I don't have him. I dump it off to Joe Mixon. That's been the playbook. And it's like, he yeah. had one throw to Trent Irwin and T Higgins is kind of like pseudo involved. And I think that will be the continued formula. So I'm, 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 I'm with you. I don't think I have him. I don't have Mixon quite as high as you do, but I'm in, let me see how high I have him, but I'm in the general range, not at like 15. Yeah. I've got Mixon yeah. at uh, 12. So again, I'm, I might be closer to Jake, but I have feelings that are, closer to what you're uh, sending out here. Another one of those is an inverse player where Jake is higher on Travis Etienne has him as an RB one. You got him at 16. So was a lot of this. And is this a lot about, you know, Beathard at quarterback? And I think Beathard at quarterback makes defenses go, we're good. Beat us with yeah. the pass and they're going to stack boxes. Yeah. And it has a lot to do also with Travis Etienne. You know, the last five weeks he's played four games. One, one touchdown. Um, he's been 56 rushing yards or less in all four of those games. Uh, I'm not sure that he was, you know, there was speculation when things were kind of at the beginning when he had like the nine carry game against San Francisco and stuff like that, that maybe he was harboring an injury or something, but he just hasn't been great over the last month. And now you get a, a very likely change at quarterback where, as you said, it's not going to have the defenses worried too much about the passing game. You're also going on the road to Cleveland, uh, so you're in a rough environment. I just I don't like the overall setup. I only I you know I've dropped him to 16 where Jake has him at 12. It's the difference between a back end RB one and an RB two. I'm not even really sure I love him as as RB 16. You look at his last four weeks just on a per game average. Uh, he's like he's like mid RB three. He's he's down away. So uh, he hasn't just been you know and you're gonna go look back at this year and so much of his years has been touchdown dependent. And so if you don't get in the end zone here, uh, you're going to be struggling to get a whole lot of value out of him. And now two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Victorinox, the makers of the original Swiss Army Knife, have been a reliable companion for life's everyday challenges, mastering functionality, innovation, iconic design, and uncompromising quality with its products. The Victorinox Swiss Army Knife provides you with all the things you don't think about until you need it. Tweezers, a screwdriver, and even a corkscrew. With the Victorinox Swiss Army Knife, you can be prepared to master everyday life. You can find Victorinox Swiss Army Knives at Dick's Sporting Goods. Yeah, and, you know, Dearness Johnson is floating around. Like, they're not going to just let ET Revenge game. Yeah, I love revenge narratives. I'm always here for them. But they're also <laughs> not like ET and just 
plow into the offensive line all day long. Like they like yeah. to sprinkle in uh, Johnson and he's also taken a little bit of that pass game as well. So that's not to be like, Oh, Jonas Johnson will make ETN not as good. It's just like, no, the team is going to make the offense is going to make ETN not as good. And there's only so much they're going to throw at him. And this isn't like a, they don't seem to treat Travis Etienne like the Bucks treat Rashad White. It's like always Rashad White. It's passing, it's rushing, it's volume. Like he's the guy. Etienne is getting spelled a little bit. Um, just a couple other in the RB two range. If you're you know ruminating on some notes here, Eckler we mentioned at sixteen, Derrick Henry down at nineteen, maybe due to the injuries. Elliott, the twentieth RB. I will tell you one of my fave picks of the week, Chuba Hubbard. He's got it 22 and I've seen everybody else is pretty lower on uh Chuba than I am. Jake, I didn't even realize uh, ahead of time is about the only person so far I've seen um, saints. I think like third most rushing touchdowns, like they're not the seventh most fantasy yeah. points to running backs. Like this is a good spot. Like Miles Sanders is done. He's over and his consensus is 27. I have Chuba as an RB two as well. Yeah, I don't know man, if you do miles. Look, I think I'm 25, so I'm down a little bit. But I, okay. I, I get it. I mean, I, I'm Miles not is quite cooked, right. but I, I, the Saints, the, yeah. like, ought, like, like mentally, it's like it's a better defense. But they've been playing really poor as of late. Um, let's go over to the wide receivers here. Jake's wide receivers start at the tippy top. Obviously, Tyree Kill and Sadie Lamb. I think they might be in like their own tier. Justin Jefferson coming back comes in at number five. Mike Evans, who's been very good at eight. I love DJ Moore this week. He has been. I do too. Dude, DJ Moore. Very, very high. I have him at six, I think, this week. Yeah, I've got him at at seven. The two games prior to Justin Fields being knocked out, DJ Moore was an RB1. The two games since return. Wide receiver one. Wide receiver one. Yeah, yeah. Wide receiver. He's also been a wide. So four straight games with Justin Fields, he's been a wide receiver one. And he's going up against Detroit. And it's like the sixth yeah. best cornerback wide receiver matchup. It's like phenomenal. So I love him. Both 49ers receivers also came in as wide receiver ones for Jake at 11 and 12, respectively, for Ayuk and Debo Samuel. Your difference is somebody that Jake does not have as an RB or as a wide receiver one is Devontae Adams. He put Devontae Adams kind of deep into the wide receiver two territory. You've got him at uh, the final number 12 wide receiver one spot. So um, where's the confidence? Yeah, I, I like mean, the he way, is a volume play. I like the, he's a volume play. 33 um, targets in the last three games. So an average of 11 uh, average. He's had catch totals of six, seven and five. It's been 73. He's averaging over 80 yards in that span. And he has a touchdown, but it was against the jets, the dolphins and the chiefs. And if you look at those, those are, Kind of all above average uh, pass defenses. Minnesota this week been below average, at least for fantasy purposes, and you know, in, in terms of fantasy points allowed, Minnesota has allowed the twelfth most in half PPR. So, I, I mean, I love, I love the way the volume has been going. I think this is a lighter matchup than he's seen in each of the last three games, and he has been pretty good in each of the last three games. I think he'll be even better this week in a better matchup and. You know, Vegas is four and two at home. They typically play their best football at home. I, I like it indoors. Um, and I just feel like he's a back end wide receiver one this week with that volume. Yeah, I have a hard time. I I mean, maybe it's just like my mental block. I have a hard time anytime not having Devontae Adams up there, especially with the changes that that team is kind of committed to. Like Pierce just right. they want to throw it. They want to throw to him all day long. You know, Jacoby Myers might be a little bit more involved, but um uh, I'm with you on that. Garrett Wilson. 
This is one I struggle with, but I will tell you, I, I'm my tune has changed weirdly because Zach Wilson is back, but I really struggle with Garrett Wilson in general. You have him higher. You have him at 19. Jake has him at 24. So that's kind of the bigger discrepancy. Here's my number one problem that doesn't change no matter what. Stingley is on him and it's a horrific matchup and locked is it? type of stuff. Yeah, it's not a good is matchup. It? It's it's not a, well, no, from an overall perspective, if you look at the entire defense, it's a it's a solid matchup, but Stingley specifically is like a lockdown corner. And I'm worried about Garrett Wilson getting shut uh, down and that offense moving. We had the same conversation about who was it last week. I said Cortland Sutton. So Cortland Sutton, you're like, I'm not so sure. And yeah, <laughs> he was targeted seven times. He had just two catches, but he did have the 77 yards and a touchdown. But like yeah. Jacksonville the week before, who do you want? Christian Kirk or, or or Calvin Ridley? Like, who do you think? I don't remember who Stingley was on. They both nine yards. One of them had a touchdown. Arizona, I don't know if you can really count on a number one on that team, but just go to the teams that have number ones that you would expect Stingley to shadow. Jamar Chase had five for 124 and a touchdown. Um, Chris Olave, seven catches for 96. Drake London, mm-hmm. six catches for 78. So, like, I understand that Stingley's talented, but there's been a litany of, of you know, like the clear number one receiving guys coming in and, and just having their having their normal game. So I'm not too worried about it. Garrett Wilson's such the, you know, standout passing target. Before Zach Wilson went out, like he was on this roll of at least seven catches and 80 plus yards and 12 plus targets, like four games in a row. And he gets a ton of targets. And um, I'm not too worried about I'm not too worried about Stingley. I think he's still going to get a lot of targets. And I think he's going to be good enough. I, does he get into the end zone? We'll see. But I think I think he's good enough for five to six catches and 80 plus yards. I mean, it is it is rated really poor on PFF. Um, like it's below average. But to your point, you know, there has been some success. And I don't know if the Jets are going to be able to rely on Brees in this matchup either, as far as the run game goes. So they might be having he's to pass a little bit more. For a while. Yeah. 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 So I, I and like I said, it's crazy, but Zach does kind of open this up a little bit. Like Zach is a better quarterback than Tim Boyle, and you know, he knows how to get to the target. So I'm open to this one being right. I will tell you, I think I, I've had Garrett lower than both of you. So I might have a slight tick up. Um, but it makes sense because if Houston's scoring a bunch of points as well, then it's going to have uh, the Jets with the ball a whole bunch. Uh, that, if we're looking at wide receiver twos, Nico Collins took kind of a smack from Jake. Understandably, you want to talk about matchups. The real cornerback shutdown is Sauce Gardner. So I think that's why Nico moves down quite a bit. He comes in at 20. Puka Nakua, 21 for those out there that are wondering. That Rams situation kind of dicey. It's also bad because it's Baltimore. Rasheed Rice is another one that gets inside the top 24, which I'm kind of digging because I love, I love Rasheed Rice and he's the number one. And then I'm happy to see this, though I have him uh, a couple notches higher. Jaden Reed comes in at 26 for Jake in that like wide receiver three, maybe flexi type of spot. Um, That's almost a wide receiver two. Here's the note. He has Jaden Reed over Cooper cup this week. Could you stomach that? I I can look at, I mean, look at, you gotta, I just don't think Cooper cup is close to healthy or like even close to a hundred percent. There's only way to explain it. Um, You know, he's, he's just been kind of dog by injuries all year long but the game log don't lie at this point it's been like a month and a half of him having just pretty woeful production so um i think you have to kind of you have to call a spade a spade at this point 
Yeah, it's just an eye opener. I actually literally have this um, dilemma. We have our pentathlon uh, DVR here at the Athletic. Um, Bogman and I, we we have to make a big move. This is the week we got to make a big move. And our superflex team has been good. Our three wide receivers we have, Brandon, are Cooper Cup, Pukunakua, Cortland Sutton. Actually, five. Um, Jaden Reed and Drake London, and we are thinking about. This is what I would do, but sitting cup in this situation. Yeah, I think I would go Nakua, Sutton, and Reed. That's what we have currently, and then London as our flex. London, London. Yeah, it's a good, good match. I do like the passing matchup for London too. Uh, I know it's it's tough. tough. It's tough, and it's like we're talking about a situation where it's like, oh wait a minute, are we going to have Cup be the bottom guy out of this whole list this feels Jake, like you're just guaranteed to get one of your two that you said is one of them is going to have a really nice game it just explodes no way around that yeah yeah and 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 if you're wondering jake has london at uh, 31 so he's the lowest of that tier of group but you know to people's surprise of those five wide receivers i just mentioned Jaden reed's number three on that list so um and they're all probably really close together in that 20 to early 30 range yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you like for Jake, he's got London at 31, Cup at 27, Reed at 26. I mean, that's like a pretty, and Pukunakua yeah. is 21. So four of those wideouts within 10 spots of each other is crazy. Yeah. Uh, if we're looking at tight ends, there are a lot of good options out there. Where are you going to uh, get sleepy on tight ends? Yeah, well, the higher shelf one would be Isaiah Likely, who's still not over uh, 50% rostered in Yahoo leagues, and he's only 27% started right now. He's got a fantastic matchup against the Rams and they I think third most fancy points to the tight end position. I would say if you're going deeper, um, go watch Dalton Schultz uh, injury, uh, but Brevin Jordan could be an option or even Tucker craft. Um, I was going to suggest Brevin. So I'm, I'm with you on that one, especially yeah. if Schultz is out. Yeah. So those, those two would be some flyers. Tyler Conklin, always somebody to consider as well. It's kind of in that he lives on that bubble. Yeah, be in the look. I mean, even Tanner Hudson is one of those if uh, they yeah. decide to keep uh, passing the ball in Cincinnati. So there you go. That's what the ranks look like. Uh, Jake's tight end ranks. You've got pretty much what you expect. Outliers that are interesting. Taysom Hill comes in at number five. Evan Ingram would be, I think, a lot higher if it weren't the worst matchup for tight ends this week. I mean, Evan Ingram, like uh, CJ Beathard, if he's a quarterback, he really liked to throw down and like into the slot. But Evan and Evan Ingram can play in that role, but it's just, it's not, it's a really bad matchup against Chicago, but uh, he put him at nine. You mean against Cleveland? Uh, Cleveland. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever I said, Cleveland. Just start Evan Ingram or Isaiah likely. I, oh man, I personally would start Ingram regardless of the bad matchup. I still think I have a feeling Evan Ingram picks up some of the Kirk slack, even if it's not a great, great matchup. So I, that's one of those where it's like, Okay, you know, the analytics can tell me what this is. I'm not going to buy it, and I'm going to go. Like, I'm going to have Evan Ingram a bit higher regardless of the matchup this week because I just think they're going to force the ball to him a lot. That's That was my thinking as well, and that's how I have that laid out. I, I do think there's going to be some slack that he picks up with Kirk. I'm completely in agreement with you. Well, there you go. Uh, you guys can figure out where you agree, where you disagree. If you go over to The Athletic right now, you can check out the article for the Week 14 ranks. You'll also get, uh, if you sign up or you have a subscription, you'll have the ranks for the rest of the weeks as they go on. Jake, just on time with waivers and with the ranks every single week. 
So make sure you are uh, not behind it. And these are updated as we go. So sometimes like literally like we look and then a couple hours later, there's another update. Jake is working on these all the time. So go to All In Kid. You want to find that. You can find us. Is it the Welsh and Brandon Funston? That is the Twitter handle, both of ours. And we appreciate you guys hanging out with us. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any of the action. And we'll be back next week for the fantasy playoffs. This is Woo-hoo. it. Get those best lineups in, and we'll be talking playoffs with you next week. For Brandon, I'm Welsh. Thanks for hanging out with us right here on the Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast.